clinical disclaimer. This podcast is focused on education and entertainment. While we love to help and teach, it is not meant to be used as a replacement for clinical services. If you are experiencing significant relationship issues or major concerns in your sexual, physical, or mental health, please seek the services of a professional provider near you. Welcome to the University of Pleasure. Where we have sexual conversation to help build a happier nation. I'm Dr. Tara Jansen, licensed psychologist and certified sex therapist. And I'm Jeremiah James, and I'm just a guy who likes talking about sex. Doc. Wow, you really changed the cadence on that one. Well, listen, I, if, <laughs> if I don't change it up from time to time, it would become stagnant. And I don't want our millions of fans all over the world it's, to get bored with us. Do you think that the phrase millions of fans could be getting stagnant? No, it will never get stagnant. Oh, that will okay. stay forever, Doc. Forever. Fresh, real fresh. fresh. <laughs> really it. fresh, really tight. <laughs> And we are back, folks. We hope you had a wonderful week and all is going well. We are now into the fall. My <sighs> favorite time of the year. It's not mine. Really? No. It's no. One, it's funny because I didn't ask you. I was trying to talk about. <laughs> well, I love when we start out on points of hostility. I didn't ask you. I was talking about why I loved it. And then you can tell us why you don't. Why it's don't you, I, seeing as you started already? No, you be you begin. Why do you like it? It's not well, that I actually don't. I'm it's a not my sweater weather kind of guy. I like when it's like sunny out, but chilly breeze. And I can wear a jacket and some jeans and, you know, be walking in the woods and it's still kind of green and the leaves haven't changed. Like, I love all that. I love getting bundled up and going inside because at the end of the day, I'm also inherently lazy person. And if there's snow coming and stuff like that, or it's dreary, then I can just go inside and I don't have to worry about nothing. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm in, so here's the thing. I don't mind the weather of the fall, right? Like the weather of the fall actually is not bothersome. This is really, a, a, I'm going to say like, I run, but I want to be very clear. I don't run more than three miles. Sorry, I'm not like a runner, <laughs> um, but it's the best weather to run in. And like, it's just, it's got that crispness and it kind of wakes you up a little yeah. bit. So like, you know, it reminds you of high school football games, all that jazz. Right. But so like for that, like, I'm okay with like the literal weather when you work in mental health, however, depending on maybe, uh, you know, where people are listening to this, but if you live somewhere where the seasons change and the light starts to go down significantly, people's mental health tends to really start dropping mm. in the fall. That makes so, sense. I feel you now. Now I understand why you're not. That's why you're so grumpy from that time of the year on. Okay? Well, I'm not grumpy, right? No, it's no, just, uh, no it's, I didn't really mean that. That was just for the show. Uh, no, I'm not grumpy. So, like, I think it is a time, not for everyone, but a lot of people have really pretty significant seasonal shifts with, like, mood and stuff. And so it's a time of year. Also, I think whether we realize it or not, we sort of intuitively treat, like, end of August, September as kind of like the beginning of the year because we're like trained like through going to school and stuff to be like, this is when the stressful stuff starts. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. right. Yeah, sure. And so people tend to be more stressed. They tend to like maybe be dropping in mood a little bit. And some people like if you live where I live and you're gearing up for winter, like it's like, it's the end. It's the end of frolicking and joyfulness. <laughs> and so yeah. this time of year from a, from a work perspective, 
is always a little bit trickier. So, okay. but okay. the weather, I don't mind. Okay. Well, thank you for that long winded explanation. I am literally a psychologist on a show in which long winded explanations are the entire purpose. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> well, it's good to be back. It's good to see you doc as always. And, uh, Today's episode, oh, you know, we have announcements about announcements. Uh, of course, the Amy book is always out, and uh, you can check that out online by Autumn Karen and myself. We're going to start working on Amy book part two. It's coming up. And then, of course, there's this book that I gave the doc, I don't know, like a year ago that she read that I wrote, and she's uh, going to get to the end of it eventually so we can publish it through the University of Pleasure. What do you think of that, doc? I will get to that. <laughs> yes, you will. Yes, you will. I have the faith. So uh, as we continue forward here, uh, what is our phone number, Doc? Let people give us a call. Let us have have the folks at home leave us a message. Right, or DM us on Instagram there or email us. Uh, but our number is 917-382-0653. Why would you call? Just, you know, people are like, why would I pick up a phone and call. I don't call anything. It's a great place to leave us a could have been better sex story. Yeah. It's a great place to ask us a sex question. Yeah. Where, you know, you can kind of just toss it out there. But you oh, can also do yeah. that. You can also do that via email, contact at universityofpleasure.com or toss something in our DM on Instagram. Okay. There it is. I feel good. I feel confident that we've given all of the proper information here. So let's talk about today, Doc. What are we talking about today? Oh, it's toys. It's toys. It's toys. I'm excited <laughs> about toys. <laughs> yeah. So um, we are doing a new segment called A Few of Our Favorite Things, yeah. right? I don't, I don't think we've, or, I mean, obviously that's from Sound of Music, but I don't know if Oprah, I think Oprah has something like my, fa Oprah's favorite. <laughs> Oprah's so, favorite thing. So I'm like, I'm like, wait, do we need to call this something different so we don't get sued by Oprah? Because she definitely has more money. She definitely has more money than us, but I don't think she's going to sue us because we're not really using it the way that she uses it. I if think. anything, you know, Julie Andrews will yeah. Yeah, become exactly. Like the Rogers and Hammerstein estate. But I don't think yeah. they're going to sue us either. I think we're cool saying it's a few of our favorite things. That's just a saying out there in the ethos, and we're not taking it from the sound of music at all. Has no context to it. There were no <laughs> sex toys in the sound of music. I like if you like assert it, then that means that that's the truth. That it's is 100% the truth. If you say it with gusto. <laughs> no legalities can happen to you. Um, yeah, so this, uh, so this segment is about some of our favorite sex products. Yeah. Um, not just toys, but products or things that, you know, are useful to yeah. enhance pleasure. All right, Doc. Well, I'm going to let you start, and then I'm going to go. How about that? What is your favorite thing that you have been recommending lately to people? I have been really, I don't, it's, so for me, it's usually lubricants. Mm -hmm. Some mm -hmm. of my favorite things are usually lubricants. Um, one of my favorite lubricants uh, for folks is, well, I have two, but should I just do one? I have two. No, jump um, in the bowl. Yeah, Come on, yeah. It's your okay. favorite things. So, um, one, they're uh, Uber Lube and Sliquid, right? Okay. So, these are two higher quality lubricants. And these lubricants, um, like a lot of times, and I think we've talked about this maybe, and we should do a little just here. I'll do a little lube recap, right? Yeah, like a little why... lube recap. We did an episode. We talked a lot about lube. I think that was, and like, we've season, talked, yeah. I think that was like season one. It was season one. I even remember that it was season one. Yeah. 
Um, so in general, uh, lubricants that can be purchased at like, you know, like KY, Astroglide, those do not tend to be the highest quality lubricants. Um, why? why is that? Is it just because they're made on mass and they're like, you know, quick fix lubricants, not like is no. well thought out? Um, I, I mean, think, I remember well, the episode be... and you talked to me about like exploding something or other, like all uh, yeah, horrible, so, like, like terrifying things about those lubricants. Yeah, it's called it's called osmolality, right? So basically the the kind of um, the lubricants itself, there's like there's too much um, water, <laughs> like there's there's too much sort of water inside of um, uh, essentially in the product, right? Like in the chemical kind of composition of it. And so when you, like, if we're talking about it being used inside of um, like a vagina, right? The, you know, we can, there's different type of lubricants that maybe are better paired for anal penetration. But if we're talking about vaginal penetration, the, the water sort of gets absorbed by the cells, right? Got by it. the cells in the vagina, which ironically fills them up and then they can explode <laughs> because, <laughs> right because they get to so what it actually creates is like more irritation or agitation and ironically more dryness so then people have to use even more of it so when people are selecting lubricants the best type of lubricants that you can pick are the things that are more ph balanced to like let's say like what vaginal mucus actually looks like from a chemical composition perspective so when you have nothing like really hotter than when you say words vaginal like mucus. vaginal mucus to me doc i just go mm, mm, what would you call what i guess yeah what would you call it what, what would i call what vaginal mucus what's uh, the street what's the street name the street name is like <laughs> you're just so wet baby wetness so wet. yes, yes i guess wetness. Um, <laughs> which is a very vague term of course it is. yeah Listen, yeah. sometimes we just need that vague term to... yeah i know i know it takes it out of it but uh it takes out the eroticism vaginal mucus might take the eroticism out just a little bit, little bit. however that is what it is um and so essentially those type of lubricants those higher quality type of lubricants are going to be you're gonna have to use like you have to pay more right like a lot of times people are like oh this is the cheapest one on the shelf thank you and i get that i totally get that right like we're all you know trying to be mindful and thoughtful about money but a lot of times if you can buy a higher quality lubricant you'll be using actually way less and it'll last longer and more than likely it will be more comfortable um and uber lube and Sliquid and Sliquid's got uber lube's got some i think really kind of a, a main primary one, but Sliquid is a one that's got a lot of different, you know, water-based, silicone-based, um, you know, they have like a lot of different sort of varieties of their product. And I really recommend that people get samples of lubes. Like a lot of sex shops will have um, lubricant um, samples. Okay. And I actually that you recommend getting a bunch of different samples of a bunch of different kinds of higher quality lubricant and taking them home and trying them out, right? Because it really does make a difference in like sexual comfort and what you end up kind of uh, like, what you end up finding being less distracting mm. during a sexual encounter, because that's the thing, a good lubricant should be the least distracting lubricant, right? One where you don't feel like it's like the sensation of it is pulling you out of the experience or you have to like stop a lot. No, some people are gonna just have to reapply and that's not no big deal. But like you you obviously want it to be the one that's like interfering the least in the right, fun you're right, having. Right, right, right. Okay, so. so lube is one of your 
favorite things right now. So you like. Well, I love that statement. Lube is one of your favorite things right now. <laughs> okay, I'm just, we're talking about our favorite things right now. Those specific lubes would be one of my. So those it's would... liquid specific. And what was the Sliquid other one? would be a brand um, and Uber Lube would be a brand. And However, yeah, I will throw a third. I'll throw a third in the kitty. Um, Good Clean Love is one that you can get as well. That's a higher quality lubricant. And that's going to be one of the ones that's. Some of the other ones you might have to find at a sex shop or online, but Good Clean Love is usually available at like Walgreens, Target, CVS kind of mm. spaces. Oh, so you can so. actually get it at like non-sex shop things because I think that would intimidate people. You know, I think some people, I was actually talking to some people at work the other day at my show and they were talking about how like, oh, they don't go to sex shops or like, you know, the, a friend took them to sex shops to buy stuff, right? And uh, like some people get really intimidated because, you know, you know, you're walking up to the sex shop, right? And he's got the, you know, the mannequin in there and like, you know, on the window and it looks like it's, you know, something out of some crazy, you know, dominatrix sex film or something like that. It's like a little intimidating. It's not a very welcoming experience. Like when you walk into Apple, you're like, ah. Oh everything is great here. Like, oh, it's so open and so clear. You know, it's like sex shops just have that air of like, is anybody looking? Is anybody watching me while I walk through the store? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that like some of the really good sex shops, right, like have done a really nice job, like creating an atmosphere that feels lightly colored and more boutique-y, right? Like, there's a sex shop in Minneapolis called The Smitten Kitten. They're great yes, sex shops. Yes, you shop. have mentioned The Smitten yeah. Kitten many, many times. They're we need fantastic. to talk to them about being sponsors we because <laughs> we, do. we, we do send a free. lot of traffic to The Smitten Kitten <laughs> I, I in Minneapolis. Personally, I personally, as a sex shop, have spent a ton of traffic. They also have a website. Um, but like when you walk in their doors, like you walk in and it feels like you're walking into a nice little shop. It could be a candy shop. There <laughs> right? you go. Like, right. Like it has this like air. And here's the thing I love about one of the things that I love about shops like that, like too, like it also is like, how did you train your employees? Did you train them not to make eye contact? So when you walk in, you feel like you're doing something wrong. Yeah, you feel shameful. <laughs> right. A, a good sex shop like this one, uh, the Smitten Kitten is a good example where you walk in, a lot of the folks walk in and they're like, hey, can I help you with anything? You know, and a lot of them are uh, sex educators or training to be sex educators. But here's the thing that they do that's so great. If you're like, no, nah, I'm good. They're like, cool. And then they fade around, like they fade into the background, right? Mm -hmm. it's a, do you remember the buckle back in like the oh, era, yeah. nine, the yeah. buckle? I think the buckle still exists. Do you Did you ever try to buy clothes at the buckle? I never tried to buy clothes there, but I've been there. Yeah, for sure. Oh my God. Like, it's not like the buckle where like, I know I'm aging myself, but like at the, I don't know if this is still their policy, but at the buckle, like if you walked in, someone would like escort you around the store and be like, <laughs> do you want the jeans with the bedazzled cross on the back? I think you'd look really good in them. Yeah, me it was really... a little, it was an intense uh, sales program. <laughs> yeah, it was super intense. And so like, Obviously, like if and, and it's weird, like sex shops, like you don't want that extreme, right? Where someone's like, let me tell, hey, come here, hold this vibrator I want to show you, right? Like where they're just like overly excited. I think that that's uh, really obviously intimidating to people. Yeah. But also when you walk in and people walk in and, you know, you're all trying to avoid eye contact, including with the people that work there, right? Like it, it makes it feel seedy and it makes yeah. it feel dark. Yeah. But I think that I think that because of that like i think part of the reason that people often want to avoid sex shops is is the sex shops they've been in have had that feel yeah. have had that really i'm doing something wrong and i shouldn't 
be here and yeah. also no one's dusted since 1997 yeah well that's the thing like you, you when you walk into a place and you're worried you're going to get a staph infection like it's like it's not really something that is like conducive to you know the soccer mom who wants to just go and get a handful of free lubes to try out for later you know it's like it, it, you, you make it a little classic you know i i kind of Rack it up to like New Jersey passed the law. You could buy marijuana now, right? I walked into this shop here for uh, marijuana. And it was, again, it was like being in an Apple store. It was like a boutique. It was open. Everything was white. It was clean. The woman had an iPad and she was like, hello. And I wasn't like feeling weird or anything. I just, I never walked into it. It was just all of a sudden it had popped up in my neighborhood in Jersey City. And I was like, well, hey, I'm going to walk in here. And they were like, hey, have you ever tried edibles have you ever done this if there's anything you have if you have any questions about anything please let us know we'll be over here behind a counter you know and you know we're happy to i was like this is classy like (laughs) wow well yeah and that's the thing right like psychologically like you i mean sales a lot of sales is psychology right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. psychologically if you create an environment in which people feel welcome and they feel like what like so cannabis, that's a really good example of like something that's maybe been illegal in a lot of places for a long time. Yes. And so walk that's an easy scenario in which you can walk in and just kind of intuitively feel like you're doing something wrong. If it's kind of always been illegal and now it's suddenly legal, you're right. kind of feeling like, oh, I'm, is someone watching me? Am I doing something right? Because we're just trained, right? Yep. Like we're sort of, we're psychologically sort of in the pattern of feeling that way. But like, to walk into somewhere that's well lit, that has like a friendly face where they're treating it, I would say with like a degree of like normalcy and neutrality. We're like, oh, you're here and that's great and that's fine. You know, like it creates this totally different experience where it sort of disarms that kind of protective response of like, oh, I'm doing something wrong. Right. And I think that sex shops are notorious, notorious for that. Yes. And um, it's a bummer. Yeah, it is a bummer, and I totally agree that uh, it's great to test out lubes, but, you know, you got to put on a brave face and run into a place like that, grab a couple of handfuls of different things, and give it a shot, unless you're near the smitten kitten, and, uh, you know, go into a place that's a little classier, because, you know, unfortunately, going to CVS, they don't have, like, open bowls of, you know, try this lube. Um, usually a lot of times with samples that sometimes I don't know, they're always free. Sometimes you like you can buy like a small sample pack for like a book or something. So well, you, you might just even said sell two them different online. things. You said sometimes a lot of the times they're free. No, I said a lot of times they aren't. Buck. They aren't. They're not free. Okay, because I was getting confused, all right? Because it was like you were saying that they're free, but then you were saying it was a buck. I was getting confused. But yeah, this no. is one of your favorite things right now which is lube. And that's, you know, some of your favorite things, which is not just right quality. now, all the time. High quality lube. High, High quality. Quality. Lube. Not lube. my point. My whole point of all of that is not all lubes are created equal. This is so. true. This is true. And if you would like to learn more about the doc's favorite lubes, check out one of our episodes that I don't know the title of that is definitely in season one, but I couldn't tell you exactly the number, but a little bit of research never hurt anybody. So thank you to our millions of fans for doing research on my behalf. Anyway, one of my favorite things right now is, you know, it's a bit of a standby. You know, you know me and the millions of fans who listen around the world know that I'm an anal Sherpa, okay? That I love 
toys for anal and that sort of thing with partners. Speaking of which, real quick, before, how did that prostate massager you bought I don't go? know. It must have got lost in the mail. Haven't had a chance to That's so uh, weird because you texted it. me a picture of it. I didn't and them that in the was, mail. No, in the, no, was, no, 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 no. I got a picture and I no. still have it of a delivered box That's, to your home. I wasn't there. That was sent to me by my wife. And, and right now I'm in Jersey City and she's at the cottage. I'm not really sure where it is in transit. It's so mm, we're mm -hmm. it's going to get figured out eventually down the line. Um, and then we'll talk more about that. OK, because that may end up being one of your favorite types of anal. It, well, look, it very well may. OK, it very well may. But I haven't been there. I haven't I haven't even seen it. OK, so when I am home. My wife is coming back from the cottage. Got the big show coming up here on the Monday, Doc. So, like, you know, let me let me just let me have a minute, okay? <laughs> I love the like. This is exposure therapy. Just talking about it. Just, just talking about. It. You don't need to do it. Just talking about it. Getting talking yourself. About it. I've never. It's so funny. Like, you, I've never seen you more squirmy. <laughs> talking about it, and it's going to be great. It's going to be fine. Everything's fine. So, uh, it is at home. In Pennsylvania, I believe, but I have not personally seen it. But we're going to have Dr. Leo on. We're going to have a full Jeremiah non-therapy therapy session when we go down this road and we're going to talk about it, okay? And I'm excited to learn and to grow, Doc, because I'm all about learning and I'm all about growth. Everybody mm -hmm. who listens to this podcast knows that about me, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway. The most, the most humble learners. I am... I am so about learning and growth. I'm so about <laughs> learning and growth. I'm very humble and I'm all about it. So my old standby of favorite things is the vibrating butt plug with variable uh, speeds. I love this. I've loved it since I discovered it years and years ago. Well, not that many years ago because I'm still only a young man in my mid to late 20s. Anyway, the point is that... Absolutely not. Okay, well, thanks for that. If I have to be 40, then you do too. So. <laughs> Fair enough. So, I love the vibrating butt plug. I think butt plugs are great in general. I'm a fan of butt plugs. But a really good vibrating butt plug with the ability to turn up and down the vibration levels, I have come to find is one of the... First, it's a really great entryway into anal see how i did that entryway into anal and uh then what well you didn't like that joke come on that joke you was know good. And so it's just so i, really I did i did you know right like clearly not successfully but i did i did comedy for a bit right way back in the day yeah long 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 ago and i and i would say that a general rule of comedy is typically not to explain the joke just to let the audience experience the joke, you know? Fine, fine, <laughs> fine. It's fine. Yes, so I think anal butt plugs are utterly fantastic. I think that uh, it's a great leading into anal play. You can get them in varying sizes. But what I love specifically about the vibrating butt plug is doo -doo -doo -doo, it vibrates and it brings a level of joy to people that is a level of pleasure that they don't expect, right? So like, you know, you can use vibrating dildos and that sort of thing, but those could be a little bit intimidating, but you can actually get a smaller size butt plug 
that vibrates that has a you know a little remote control that you can turn up and down and what i've really come to find doc is if you're really interested in the anal play world that the vibrating butt plug is very exciting and uh uh non uh overbearing uh, and like intimidate intimidation factor and the other thing i love is a vibrating, vibrating butt plug can be used along with having sex and at the same point in time using a you vibrator. Mean like having, have, you mean like having intercourse? Yes, having sexual intercourse. Uh, and and then you can also use a vibrator for other aspects. So if it is heterosexual intercourse, you know, and you're using a vibrating butt plug in a woman's anus, and then you have, you can be inside uh, her vagina with your penis and then you can use a vibrator on her clit at the same time and it's like boom it is a level of a pleasure bomb like it's just it's exciting and it's fun but it's again not intimidating because some i'm telling you again we're talking about going into you know a sex shop right you can go into a sex shop and you go into like the anal department man some of that stuff in there if you've never gone down the road of anal play it can be daunting. I mean, some of the stuff you see there, and I'm pretty seasoned in this world, Doc, being a guy who likes talking about sex. But even I can go into some of these old, dusty, dirty sex shops, and I'm like, I'm sorry, is that four feet long? Like, what is that thing? It, does, is it a fist on it? it? Is it something like what? I mean, Doc, you know what I'm talking about. Some of these yeah. things can be genuinely frightening. Yeah. I also, I think I was reading... Um... I was reading this article the other day too that I think um, <laughs> that more, and I think that the article is really referring to cisgender women specifically. Okay. But that more cisgender women are coming in with um, injuries or sort of bacterial infections related to anal intercourse than like ever. Okay. And so part of like, it's sort of like, why is that happening? And again, this is kind of based on an article, but like that I read, but it, it sounds, you know, and I, and I've kind of seen this in other spots as well, but like, you know, we're kind of in this like sex positive sort of movement, right? And like people generally are sort of like, I feel like I need to try new things or do new things, which in many ways is like, awesome, that's great. But where we're at and like people's feelings of comfort in terms of like necessarily like talking about or investigating some of those things still is like lagging a little yeah. bit. Yeah, well, it's so, because, you know, like it's like the reading directions, you know, it's nobody wants to read the directions to <laughs> put the Ikea thing together. We just want to put it together. So like I can see that like as a culture here in the U.S., it's going to be like, hey, you know, we're sex positive now. So go get a bunch of toys. We'll figure it yeah. out as we go. Or, or, or like a lot of people, it's like, oh, it's not as stigmatized to get uh, to be engaging in anal, right? right? So like, let's do that. But like one of the things that, um, and again, not a medical doctor, right? But my understanding is that for people that are birth assigned female, their um, the the like their rectal tissue, like the skin inside, like their anus and rectum, is actually thinner and a little bit more apt to be um, torn or to experience injuries. Got it. And so, as a result, like if there's not as much, you know, what's the what's the word that I'm looking for? Like toughness <laughs> to a toughness. certain degree, right? Not to say that like uh, uh, like cisgender women aren't tough, right? But like if that that skin's a little bit more delicate, and like let's say somebody doesn't know that, like they don't know that about themselves 
themselves and they haven't maybe felt comfortable enough to talk a lot about anal. They're just sort of like maybe in that spirit of sex positivity, trying to be like, okay, well, I feel like I need to try a thing, you know? And so like, sometimes when we like want to try a new thing and we want to like kind of uh, get into it, we, we tend to be a little overambitious, right? Sure. So, so there's been sort of a string of, uh, really in, in medical, like sort of medical settings. And so side note too, MDs don't know how to talk to uh, cis women about anal or maybe a lot of people about anal, right? Uh, well, so, and that's where we come in, doc. Yeah. We are filling the gap. So we are filling the gap. And yeah. so, and so, yeah, so it's really interesting because like, like I think about like those sex shops, right? Like a lot of times people might come in and be like, okay, this, this toy seems like it was made for this. Let me use this. And they're like trying to do their due diligence, but there's kind of all this other info that really hasn't because of how we've struggled to communicate about stuff and stigma, especially around something like anal sex mm -hmm. that leads people to still kind of be now kind of be experiencing injuries or things like that. And, and, and I promise this circles back to your butt plug and also side note has, um, also been resulting in a lot more infections, right? Because yes. people people don't necessarily think about, you know, if you put something in an anus, then you shouldn't maybe put it in a vagina afterwards because right. of like risk of bacterial infections and things like that. That's and right. so anyway, it was just an interesting article about sort of the emergence of anal among like cisgender women and then like anal play, but then also like, and cool, great. And we got a we got a little bit of work on because but it, but to your point something like a small butt plug, right? A small butt plug that vibrates is probably a much better starter for many of those reasons than like that big old beast of a thing. That's exactly <laughs> that right. And that being said, I think this is a good place to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a few more of our favorite things. We'll be right back. And we're back talking about a few of our favorite things. The reason that I changed a little bit of the tune like that, Doc, is like if you change like 20% of the song, you can still use it and say that it's a parody. <laughs> okay, so that's why I did that. All right, because I'm savvy in that way. I like welcome. it. I like that it would be more like a view of our... <laughs> <laughs> when you make a typo. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm into it. So we're back with a few of our favorite things. We've talked about lube. That's something the doc always likes to uh, recommend. Good lube. High quality lube. Super good. High quality lube. Let's name the two that you really love again, doc. Liquid and Uber lube, I think are great. Slick and then a uh, fair, uh, good clean love. There it's you a really go. Good, brand. good clean and more, love. And more easily to get. Yes, more, good clean love you can get sometimes at places like uh, CBS, Walgreens, Walgreens. Target, maybe yeah. even Walmart. All right. So that's a really easy one. Wow. I'm telling you, your accent, when you say Walmart, woo! Walmart. <laughs> so, a few more of our favorite things, and we'll wrap this episode up for our millions of fans all over the world. Doc, what is right now, if you were to say your favorite toy that you would recommend... Go for it. Let's hear it. What is it right now? Well, so, you know, you should never ask me questions like this because I'm always like, it depends on the person sitting in front of me and what they might need. Um, okay, but, of course. But one of my favorite toys that I think is totally under undervalued is a very, very simple vibrator that has 
the um you know the dial on the bottom yep, it's cylindrical yep. mm -hmm. and it has a dial on the bottom where you just you it's a it's a little like uh is you either turn it, you know, when you righty tighty, lefty loosey, yep. right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Right. When you turn it, it slowly increases the intensity. And obviously when you turn it back, it brings it back down. And so they're the vibrators that um you know probably used to be the vibrators that everyone saw at Spencer's gifts yes. back in the day. Classics. Except I, they're classics, except I would say maybe make sure they don't have BPA in them if yeah, you're buying them from good. Spencer's yeah. gifts. Yeah. Um, but, but while some, you're there, you could get that really sweet rock and roll t-shirt that you were thinking about. You could. You know, and maybe a necklace with spikes on it. Yes. And no shortage of incense and probably 100%. Kratom. Yeah. Probably a couple of t-shirts with, the, you know, like female body inspector t-shirts. Like, oh. listen, Spencer's Gifts is a never ending. By the way, Spencer Gifts, if you'd like to oh. be a uh, sponsor on the University of Pleasure, please let us know. We're happy to have you be a sponsor. Really? really? Are we? We'll talk yeah. about that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, the, so but those you're talking about the classics. You're thinking like, hey. There's nothing wrong. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Bring back one of the well, one of the classics. Well, and some there, so there are higher, like sort of higher end versions of that. Like, but usually they're super affordable. Okay. They're they're a really affordable type of vibrator. Um, they're battery powered, right? Typically yep. they're and like some of them can, I don't know, I haven't seen any rechargeable, but I'm sure that they exist. That there's some, I mean, there's a million sex toys. But um the reason that I like them is because I think some vibrators, especially like I love them for folks that haven't really done a lot of vibration play uh, at any point yet. And and I love them because they're so simple to operate. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. let's say someone's a little nervous about using a vibrator for the first time and they're nervous about maybe, or they're nervous about using it with a partner. And have you seen like so a lot of the vibrators, it's like a million settings. Yeah, they do. Like, Listen, I get confused. I'm not going to lie to you, Doc. Okay. Some of these toys that like we have recently purchased personally. Was uh, that in the box of toys that you had that include your. I don't, I'm not sure which you're referencing right now. I'm, I'm, I don't really know. Um, but I'm just mm -hmm. being told by people that they can be complicated sometimes. Like I, I struggle to turn them on. Like how long do I got to hold that on button? How long do I got to do this? How many buttons are there? How many modes are there? There's like 80 so many different modes. speeds. So many, so many modes. I'm like, what? I don't like it. It's too much for me. I am definitely an old school guy in a lot of ways. Like I like old school cars and all that sort of thing. But and old school music even. And I think a really good classic, just turn the knob, the volume goes up, the volume goes down. We all know how to do that. And I think, you know, the great thing, what you're saying about this stuff, is I think we should talk more about bringing back the classics here because, you know, a, a classic vibrator like this can be used across genders. It can be used in so many different sexual like yeah, ways. Yeah, it's very versatile. Versatile, it's a very, versatile. It's a super versatile type of vibrator. And I bring it up because they're kind of out of style. Yeah. people like when you when you go to you're talking about going to a sex shop right like when you go to a sex shop a lot of the and don't get me wrong like there's some really awesome uh, sex toy brands like lilo or we vibe you know that like have these like really intricate vibrators um and they're great and i'm not saying they're not good products they're actually really great products but they're also like sometimes really complex products like that that like mat 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 like they all have <laughs> these like like these different rhythms and 
a lot of times what people want is just the standard vibration. Right. And so then they're trying to be sexual. It's also just logistically, like you're trying to be sexual and you're like going through 20 different patterns. Yeah, yeah. Just to get you, because you're maybe you or your partner's just trying to turn it up. Right. And now all of a sudden you got off the pattern that you were enjoying and now you got to literally go through, yep. right? It's like, like cycling all these... through a bunch of TV stations. Yeah, yeah, it's like taking the old remote. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's a simplicity to that that like just kind of um, creates a lot of easefulness in, in an interaction. And the other reason that I really like those vibrators is because it, for someone that maybe hasn't played around with vibration is that they can only get so strong. Right. So the strongest vibrators often, and I'm sure they're obviously doing amazing advancements in battery powered toys, but, you know, typically the strongest toys historically have been the ones you can plug in, right? Like yeah. the magic wand, yep. um, like the Hitachi wand. And like you, you plug something into the wall, you're going to get a lot more power and a lot yeah, more heat. That's true. Right. But, it, and especially some of these newer more um i would say elaborate toys might have bigger batteries right or more advanced batteries which in, for some people is fantastic but i think that like and i don't know if this is like part of american culture where it's like more is better it's always better yes but, more power but for a lot of people with vibration like if you start uh, if the lowest setting on your toy is like maybe too heavy for you. And so those, those kind of like dial up, dial down ones really have the capacity to start at a much lower, more chill kind of spot. And then really experience a little bit more like, okay, I'm at the highest setting. So that tells me that I think that I like that I would be okay to go buy one of these much, because these are way cheaper toys too. They're more affordable. Like one of these $150 vibrators versus like that kind of being my first go-to. Because I think that um, I have a lot of clients talk about how they don't enjoy vibration because it's too much. Too powerful. And then when I investigate the type of toys, and a lot of people just don't enjoy vibration and that's completely fine. Obviously different sensations are enjoyable for different people. But there are some people that probably would enjoy vibration but the first toy that they bought was like way too much right, right and right. so they also side note like there's the traditional one where it's like you know a little and you can use them too for penetration right so you can kind of mix it up and use them for penetration they also just have the, the same deal with the little bullet ones yeah right? the little one, the, yep, yep the little bullets are great yeah and so sometimes the bullets you can't adjust but they're they're also like a nice simple simple vibrator and i think that they're highly underrated so those I would be agree. those I, would be those are legitimately i think one of the toys that i tell people to buy the most and okay. to start with i think that's a really great idea maybe we should do a retro toy for like you know maybe we should start talking about some of the, the classics and bringing them back doc yeah, you know? I mean, the 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 sex toy market is like really obviously trying to take advantage of tech in ways that I think are really cool and yeah. really helpful. But sometimes more tech is just more tech. Like I bought a I have a, a like a got a newer car like a year ago and it was like just an updated version of the vehicle that I'd had for a really long time and like everything was like computerized and like I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't maybe this is about me, but I hate it because it's so unnecessarily complicated to just turn on the radio. Yeah, like I got to go is. through a whole computer. Yep. Yeah. And I uh, sometimes more tech this is, is but this is, I'm telling you, better. more tech is not always better. It's not always more better. And I mean, you know, I drive a truck that's very old that I love because it's built simple. 
and I know how to repair it and I can take care of it in a different way. Like, cause if a computer system goes down, listen, now we're starting to sound like old fucking fogies here. It's like, I know like, we are. Hey, no, I'm driving my car because I can't turn on the radio. <laughs> but but, I, but I, the reason that I think that like from a, this is more from a psychological position, like we often struggle with something uh, that's referred to as decision-making fatigue. In sure. life, you have to make a lot of choices and you have to make a lot of decisions. And in sort of acute scenarios, the more decisions you have to make, the more fatiguing it becomes. So let's say you're trying to play around with a partner and the toy you have requires you to make 20 decisions just to be able to play with it. Right. right? That's going to take you out. Right. Like if, if people are like practicing mindfulness and trying to be present in a sexual situation, you want to have to like have less things where you're like, and now I have to make a choice and I have to code this and I have to figure out like these 17 sort of programming. So sometimes simpler you know, maybe it can't do like that, something, you know, like really, wow, like that's insane. That's great. But, but a simpler toy, especially for certain interactions where you're like, I don't got a lot in the tank in yeah. terms of, yeah. of decision-making or, or organization. I just kind of want to have a nice time. Simple toys often are better paired for those types of interactions. Well, I love that idea, doc. I love it. And I think it's great. I think we should Bring back some of the retro stuff. They're versatile. They can be used. Today we talked about Slickwid. We talked about a hundred other names that I can't remember. So why don't you say them, Doc? Slickwid, Uber Lube, and Good Clean Love. Yep. Those are some great lubricants. Um, and then, yeah. And you were talking I about talking vibrating about anal. Vibrating plugs. butt plugs. Because they're a really great. You can get them in different sizes. Turn up the speed, turn down the speed, and usually... Or don't use the speed. Or you don't use the speed at all. And here's the great thing. They're built very simply as well. So, like, you can get them that have, like, a little cable that comes out of the back of the plug. And you could just, again, little dial, just like the doc was talking about at a retro style. Just turn it up and turn it down. And it's great. Great entranceway into the world of anal from your old pal Jeremiah James, the anal Sherpa. So... Listen, Doc, I am grateful for you. I am grateful that you are here with me. I'm grateful for everything you do for so many people. And uh, I think this is a great place for us to end. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on all of our social media. And uh, we'll be talking to you all again soon. Bye, Doc. Bye. This episode of the University of Pleasure was produced, directed, and edited by me, Jeremiah James. It was written by Dr. Tara Jansen and me, Jeremiah James. The University of Pleasure theme music was written by the incomparable Robert Felstein. Additional multimedia support by associate producer Kyle Binkley. And please remember, we want to be as inclusive as possible of the diverse experiences of others here at the University of Pleasure. So please email us your suggestions for topics that might be suited to you directly, questions, feedback, or just really great sex stories at contact at universityofpleasure.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like, share, and subscribe to all of our social media.